What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Wildlife Control Podcast. I hope everybody's doing well right now with what's going on in the world. I try and spend as little amount of time as possible thinking about it, although I'm very much aware of the situation at hand. Um, But I have ultimately a positive outlook, and I always will make the best of any situation, no matter how bad it might look. You know, the best news that I have for all of us that work in the wildlife removal and pest control industry is we are considered an essential service. We're not going anywhere. Um, And for the businesses that I'm running right now, we have not seen a decrease in sales, in new customers calling in and leads. So overall, we've seen really no negatives. We've had a few setbacks here occasionally where people just don't want their home serviced. But ultimately, I'm not looking at it as a horribly negative thing. You know, my schedule, which is traveling around, um, has become a little bit easier just because the roads are empty. Um, I'm not flying right now, but I am driving a lot and hotels are empty which is kind of a weird thing going and staying in a lot of hotels. There's, I'm like the only person staying there, but ultimately it hasn't negatively affected our business. And I've spoke with other companies across Florida and Georgia and Alabama and throughout the Southeastern U S and the feedback that I'm getting from other businesses is they're pretty much right on par with us. They're, they're not really seeing any problems. Uh, It's business as usual. So, couple of things real quick that I think you should look at this negative, although it's not necessarily negative, you should look at this as an opportunity. You know, anytime something really, really bad happens for your business, you have two ways of looking at it. One, you can go complain and say, oh, this happened to me, and why did this happen to us, and we can't believe this is happening, and spend a lot of time on the phone talking to people about how much it sucks and how bad you wish things were differently. Or you can turn it around and do what most people are not doing right now and push harder than ever. You know, anytime we've had any challenges in in the businesses that I've been running, if we ever have a setback, we got to look at it as a setup. To, to push, to grow, to get better. You know, the mentality right now is a very similar mentality of what people get when it's close to Christmas time or a hurricane or Thanksgiving or whatever. Whenever there's a time where people have an excuse not to work, It's very easy to fall into that trap. But for us as wildlife control operators, we all know we get calls on Christmas Day and during a hurricane or an earthquake or whatever. We're going to have calls no matter what. People call us when they need us, not when it's convenient for us, but when it's convenient for them. So that's actually a really good thing because we're recession proof. I know that for a fact. I've been in this industry, in the urban wildlife control industry since 2008. 
I know, which was a very bad time economically, I know that we are, in fact, recession-proof. I started my company in 2010, which was, again, not the best time of year to be starting businesses. And we did just fine. So I think right now you, you need to do what a lot of people aren't doing. So this is a great time to push harder than everyone else because, not because a lot of wildlife businesses right now aren't pushing hard, because I'm sure most of them are, but I do know there are some wildlife control operators out there right now that are freaking out. They do not handle these situations lightly. They're terrified. Maybe they've they've been in business for a while. Maybe they were they were thinking about retiring soon and selling their business. This is your opportunity if you want to grow to look for that guy or girl who's fed up. They don't know what to do. They're paranoid right now. They want to grow or or they don't want to deal with the problems at hand right now. You know, running a business on its own without chaos in the background is a challenge. It is a challenge. We got to deal with employees. We got to deal with customers. We got to deal with the taxes. We got to do deal with the legal. Everything there is to do with running a business, it is hard. And that is why a very, 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 very small percentage of small businesses make it beyond 10 years. Most go out of business before they get to the 10-year mark because it sucks. It's hard. And if you don't have the discipline to push past the barriers and have the mindset and the focus of a champion to get through any potential issues, well, guess what? You're not going to make it. So why do I say this is a great time to grow? This is a great time to grow because there are potentially operators out there that will close their doors and that leaves more opportunity for you. So how do you get out there and take advantage of that? How how is that going to help you out? The first thing that I would do if I were you, if you're looking to grow, you can grow a lot of different ways. So we're going to talk today about acquisitions, and it doesn't have to be acquiring an entire company and its employees and all that stuff. It could just be acquiring a phone number. Maybe the business that you're looking at has been in business for 10 years, and and they're just done. They're like, look, I'm closing it down. I don't want to work for anybody. I'm going to go get a job or retire or whatever. I'm not interested in selling my business. That's going to take me six months to a year. I'm not interested. Maybe you can just take a phone number from somebody or a website. But if you find that operator that is fed up, they're distressed, and not not financially distressed, just worried and concerned and don't want to deal with the unknown. You know, the unknown is scary. We don't know how long this is going to last. So you can be terrified, but guess what? Being terrified is not going to help you. It's not going to benefit you in any way. So sitting around waiting, that's not going to benefit you either. Right now, you should be getting to work. If this is negatively affecting your business, if you have a bunch of commercial clients that are not letting you service or whatever it might be, look, I'm sorry, and I'm going to pray for you, and I hope that you get through this just fine. 
But this is not the time to sit around and complain and worry. You need to get to work. You need to push hard. You know, my dad, when I first started into business, he would reach out to me some days and he would ask me if I was busy. He'd say, son, how's it going? I'm like, good, dad. How are you? Great. He's like, are you busy? (laughs) And I would always kind of chuckle a little bit because, you know, from day one, my goal has always been to, to run my business and grow my business and improve it. And, you know, whether or not you're servicing customers, if you own a business, you're going to be busy especially if you want to grow the business. Now, if you're not trying to grow the business or somebody else is growing it for you and you're more of an investor and you're behind the scenes, that's a little bit different. But if you're a small one to 25 man shop and you're going to grow your business, you're going to be busy whether or not you have sales. You're going to be busy whether or not you have customers to service. There's always so much to do. And it's not just busy work, it's it's growth work. You know, it's Sunday right now. I'm actually sitting in the parking lot of Home Depot waiting for them to open up so I can buy some supplies so I can get it out of the way before tomorrow. And I spent most of this morning working on some of our websites that are going to generate lots of leads for our company. And... You know, I think you just have to utilize your time as best as possible. I, I always have stuff to do. But let's not get too far off track here. Let's focus on how to go out, attack the marketplace, and a lot of people hopefully will be doing this, and it'll stir up the pot. Go out and attack the marketplace and add revenue to your business that you would not otherwise have due to your efforts right now during this strange, weird time. All right. So right now, if I'm you, I'm going to go ahead and call all my competitors. I'm going to Google. I'm going to search wildlife removal companies and then whatever city you live in. Go down that list, call every single company, ask for the owner, owner operator, if you can. Hopefully that's who answers the phone. Obviously you don't want to call true tech and critter control. They're not going anywhere. But call your local, non-franchised wildlife removal businesses and reach out to them and see how they're doing. And I think maybe the conversation should go something like this. Hey, good morning. My name is Kyle. I run a company called Conserve Wildlife Services, and I noticed that you also run a wildlife removal business. And I've looked into your wildlife removal business And I want to let you know, I'm very impressed for what you've accomplished with your business. You guys look like you're doing really well right now. And I wanted to see if you would be interested in potentially selling all or a portion of your business or some of its assets. And if you're interested in that, you know, I'd like to schedule a meeting where we can meet and go have lunch. I'll buy you lunch. I'll buy you dinner. I'll buy you breakfast. And uh, we can start a conversation and see if there's a mutual benefit here. You can call them up and then you could also send them a letter in the mail saying the same thing, basically. And then hopefully you get some responses. Now, 
you know, when you do that, you probably want to reach out to as many people as possible. You don't just want to reach out to one and then they say no. And then you say, well, that's not going to work. And then you don't do it. That's probably not what you want to do. What you want to do is reach out to as many people as possible. Reach out to everybody in your city or in other cities that you might want to work in. And again, you're looking for a distressed owner. This is not person that is distressed financially, but just distressed about the situation. You know, if you're already distressed, man, I'm sick and tired of dealing with these customers. I'm sick and tired of dealing with these employees and all these expenses and blah, blah, blah. And then this comes, this strange COVID-19 thing. Now you're like, oh man, what's going to happen now? Is everybody going to die? You know, what's going to happen? So this guy might be so far on the edge that he would be considering just giving up, shutting down the company. Just doesn't want to deal with it. Selling his business may not have even crossed his mind yet or her mind. So if that's the case and something like this comes along, the the situation for them gets worse. That they went from being ready to sell sell their business or get rid of the business to just throwing in the towel right now. Let's get rid of this thing right now. And then you come along. Hey, good afternoon. I'm interested in buying your business. He thinks, oh wow great timing. <laughs> I wanted to get out of this thing for a while. And then you can talk to them. And there's a lot of different ways for you to structure this. And you're going to want to probably get somebody involved that is a CPA. You're going to want to get an attorney involved that has experience in acquisitions and, and writing up a purchase agreement. And once you get your little team together, and you let them know what you're going to try and go out and do, they're ready. Now they're waiting for you. You got a couple people. You did a little bit of research. You figured out who you want to work with. And now you can go out there and build a little business for yourself. Add a little revenue. Even if you don't have a company right now, you could do this, by the way. And, and by the way, you don't need to put any money down. Now, if you have money, great. If you don't have any money right now and you're thinking about going out and, and adding revenue to your current wildlife business or start one from scratch, you do not need money to buy a company from a distressed owner. And let me tell you why. This guy might not have even been planning on making any money off of the sale other than selling his own assets. You know, if he has a website and it's you're seeing that, wow, this website's performing really well. That is extremely valuable. You know, if you go and do a valuation on a website, you go to GoDaddy or another uh, company like GoDaddy and you check to see what a website is worth. If that website is generating leads, it's worth way more than what they're saying. I, I think some websites are worth millions of dollars. Just the website, just because of the volume of leads that it generates and the amount of money that a company would save on marketing and advertising had they owned that website versus paying for marketing and advertising. So the reality is, is you could go to a business like this and just tell the owner, look, 
I just want your website. You know what I might say? I'll say the website for a thousand dollars, and you say, okay, I'll, I'll buy it for a thousand dollars. I'm gonna pay you, you know, five hundred dollars this month, five hundred dollars next month. You you could do it. You could structure it whatever way that works best for you. You don't have to go to people and strong arm them and say, look, I'll give you a million dollars for your entire business. That's not what you need to do. What you need to do is tell the person that you are interested in all or a part of their business. And then you go into due diligence. So typically when there's an acquisition event, you want to have a due diligence checklist, which basically goes down a list of items that you need from that company in order to figure out what the business is worth to you. You definitely want to do what's called a non-disclosure agreement. They're not going to be able to disclose the fact that you're trying to buy them. And you're not going to be able to disclose the fact that you're trying to buy them. Keeps all the information confidential. And then you're able to start looking at everything, looking at the revenue, um, checking to make sure the revenue is accurate by the uh, uh, prior year tax returns. That's one one way to, to easily determine the accuracy of the revenue. And then there's a lot more that goes into that. And a CPA can certainly help you out to check those numbers and check everything else that you might be interested in. Now, if you do not have any money right now and this business is profitable and the owner says, well, I would like to sell you the entire company. If you don't have any money, there's a couple ways that a lot of people don't think about of how to do it. Let's say the company's cash flowing $100,000 a year. You tell the owner, look, I'll pay you $50,000 a year for the next five years, or you make, I'm just making this up, by the way, $50,000 a year for the next five years to take over your company. Um, and that's based off of, you know, the current revenue, as long as the current revenue stays about the same and doesn't drop less than five to 10% or whatever you, you create those, those, uh, different things in the agreement. And as long as the revenue does X, then you're going to pay in the $50,000 a year. You're going to keep $50,000 a year of that profit. And after you pay him off and you can pay him off early if you want to, then you get all of the, all of the profit. And, and now it's, you know, it, it's entire, entirely your company day one, but you don't have to put any money down. You can say, hey, I'll give you the first payment in 30 days. And you can also say, hey, I want you to stay on for the first 60 days or 90 days or 100 days or whatever. You make it worth it. Or maybe the owner just says, look, I'm really good at sales. I don't want to deal with the employees. I don't want to deal with hiring. I don't want to deal with filling in for vacant positions. I don't want to handle the accounting or the marketing. I just want to go out there and sell. I'd not like to make $50,000, $60,000 plus commission to go out there and sell. And you find out this guy's a killer salesperson. You just keep him on his sales. You know, it's just about asking the person what he wants to do and then building up a, a opportunity around that. And more than anything, you don't want to talk down to this person just because they want out this is not the time to tell them, look, you know, your company sucks. Why did you do this? If you see an opportunity to increase the value of the business immediately, and this is something that you want, you do not want to talk down to this person. If anything, you want to lift them up and make them feel really warm and fuzzy about the situation. And that's why you want to buy his company. Another way to look at it is if you do have a company you're looking at and there's $100,000 a year of profit, for that business, but there's certain expenses 
that you know it does not need. In your experience, you know these expenses that he has, not all of them, but some of them can be taken off immediately, and you can immediately increase the profit. Now, you don't want to tell him that. You don't want to say, hey, you could do this and increase your profit. No, this is a situation where you're trying to buy the business to benefit you. He could have figured that out on his own. So that's a way to immediately add value to that business, and boom, you just took your wildlife control business or no business, and now you have a wildlife control business with no money down, and now you're running it. So there's just a lot of different opportunity out there right now, and I think, again, looking for distressed owners might be the best opportunity that we're facing today. I guarantee you there will be some companies that will go out of business that are in our space. I hope that they don't, but I, I think it is very, very, very likely. And I think what that's going to do is increase the other the business for everybody else who's still here, if you can be creative enough to stick through this. And most of all, this is the time to keep your head down and not get lazy like a lot of people are doing. A lot of people are working from home. Their spouses are working from home. They're goofing off. They might not be taking things as serious as they should financially. Right now, cash is king. Keep as much cash as possible and push hard. Do everything that you could possibly do to grow your business and you will be just fine. As long as you put in 100%, you will be just fine. And hey, real quick housekeeping before I wrap this show up today. If you are interested in selling your business to us or partnering with us, uh, Conserve, anywhere out of Florida, I can do business with you. Um, so reach out to me. You can email me at kyle at conservemail.com. If you're interested in kind of seeing how that might look, you can go to conservewildlifeservices.com and look at grow with us or forward slash grow with us. There's spaces in between grow with us and you can learn a little bit more about what we do. Uh, we are looking for operators to join our team. If you're anywhere in the United States, please let me know. We'd be happy to uh, talk to you and you can just email me there. Um, if you're in Florida right now and you're looking for a job, McCall Service, which is the Florida operation that I run, we are looking for wildlife specialists. Uh, you can email me at a different email, kyle at firstcoastwildlife.com, if you're in Florida and you want to become a wildlife control operator. I hope that this message finds you really, really well, and I hope you are staying positive during this very strange and unknown time, and uh, I wish everyone the best right now. Happy trapping.